this is A Course in Miracles, the Chit Chat Podcast. I'm Kyla. And I'm Eve. And we've been hanging with Jeebus. Join us. <laughs> I have like such a parcel of information to transmit and I'm going to try so hard <laughs> to keep really everything excited. straight. Oh my God. I think that like the joining factor of the two lobes of this information what what's the thing in the brain you would know this that uh you know like the fibery thing in between the two lobes that pushes the information back and forth across i got a 40 on my first (laughs) neuroscience exam and then i dropped out of the class and it was because I could not answer <laughs> questions just like this one. Ugh. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say connect deep part. Hypo. Hypoglalamus. No, Hypo, I feel like it's an H1. No, that's, that's something. Hydrangea. <laughs> hydrogen. Uh, hydrogen. H2O. Mm-hmm. There's water in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. The, the, the connecting part? The connecting part of the two lobes of the story is I'm going to tell you about two old limiting beliefs and then two mindset shifts Ooh. brought upon by Christ. <gasps> I love that. So I brought Christ on my morning walk this morning via Audible. Already I have arrived at my first side note, (laughs) which is, I want to say something really cute that Eve does, (laughs) is that um, I thought it was really adorable when you, like, sent me an audiobook. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cute. I feel like it's happened twice. I think once in college you sent me an audiobook, and then... Really? I don't think I ever even listened to an audiobook in college. I feel like um, it's something but I that sent you, I feel like I sent you one audiobook and then neither of you read it. I have it in my now. <laughs> I, I was really. I was really. I'm sorry. See, it's a good. It's a good thing that I'm bringing this up. I was really like. I had like a huge audiobook like binge, and then I was really off audiobooks, and I really haven't listened to any audiobooks until this Christ one, since like way before I even left California. Mm. <laughs> I've been on like a cleanse. And so the that's next up in my queue, the one um what is it? Like you are a badass. You are a badass by yeah. Jason Carroll. The so... book that really got it all rolling for me. Mm. Oh my gosh. Like this book when I first read it was so mind blowing. I don't know if it would be mind blowing to you anymore because we've done so much growing since I read it about a year ago. So, I don't know. I still and, have to listen to it. I have, it's, a, it's still a classic. It's still a freaking amazing book. I really I feel it. like it because, I don't know, I feel like I've got the general energy of the lesson just from being around you, but I want to be able to, like, quote the source, you know? Yeah. So I will listen to it, and thank you for sending it to me, and I thought it was really <laughs> cute. It's like those, uh, like, Tumblr posts where it's like, don't send me a drink, like, find me in Barnes & Noble and send me a book. You know, mm. but that's you because you're my wife and I love you. I love you. And I'm gonna listen to it and I appreciate it. I'm excited. <laughs> um. Okay. Back to the main thread. <laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> I have to now. I have to catch it again. 
All right. Okay. So Jesus said, and I wrote this down to make it really, really clear. He said at the end of like chapter three or four, all your past except its beauty is gone and nothing is left but a blessing. Oh. And I really, like, I was listening so hard on this walk because this last chapter really was just slapping me to the moon. Oh. Like, (laughs) he was really getting me. And I really, like, stopped. And I was like, (laughs) wow, that's so nice. Because, like, here we have arrived at the first limiting belief. Okay. um, Okay, so the first limiting belief... Uh, that was just not letting my brain be healthy was first the idea of like the past is always slipping away and slipping away and slipping away and like always losing time and like I was so afraid of death and so um, that's like the that idea and also of the past as like guilt of the past or things I've done wrong in the past or consequences of the past like being something that I have to carry around, like, those were both understandings that did not benefit me. And something else from the chapter that I retained was, they're saying, like, a belief in eternity is a belief in God. Um, A belief in time is a belief in the ego, and therefore we, like, accept it really easily. And then a belief, or now, is the only time that is, like, actually eternal. And this is going to connect to what you were saying about, like, today just feeling like one of those days is just, like, the first day. You know, just that feeling of, like, really living in the now. Um, And the book is a little jumbled in my head because I've, like, listened to some of the later stuff with you. And, like... Um, he starts talking about how if you allow your idea of now to expand and as in like not something that's always slipping away but in something that we eternally are living in Mm -hmm. this time of now then um, you can really let go of anything that doesn't benefit you and Mm -hmm. like just be happier and really feel life better and like really mm-hmm. really be here. I have I have a thought about that. Yeah. This reminded me of um Byron Katie's work, mm. which is the work. And it's like a mindset thing of working through limiting beliefs and everything. It's like questioning the truthfulness of these beliefs that come up and like the now is so powerful because if you really root yourself in the now and let go of other things, it's like you realize that your life is not constantly in danger of being, like, taken away or, like, um, like everything's just going to fall apart. Like, one of the cool things was, like, during one of her seminars or whatever, someone was, like, telling her how the stressful thought was, like, I need more money. And she was like, right now, do you need Mm -hmm. more money? She's like, no. It's like, what's the problem? Like, you need more money? Do you? And out of that, infinity possibilities come out. 
Because you're like, do I really need money right now? And then you can think like, I'm not desperate for money. Mm-hmm. And out of that empowered space, you can manifest more money. Because your vibe is like, not constantly in this like threat survival mode. Mm-hmm. You can't manifest from survival mode. You just can't. Except ego danger stuff. You know, like <laughs> that's all you get from ego mode. But like... Yeah, like, and that, and the key is being in the now and like knowing that this is what exists and everything else is either a projection in your brain or a memory or like even a projection of the past, you know? Like, exactly. You're so here right now. (laughs) Like, and like, the part of the whole lessons that we've been trying to learn is talking about like leaving the past behind or like negative things in the past at least so that you don't like bring them into your now exactly like so you don't manifest them into your future Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I dread the future I don't feel like there's some like danger waiting for me in my timeline you know like everything is fine I have full trust that this is the version of my soul's existence where I just ball extremely hard for the rest (laughs) of my life like it was supposed to be, and I think this is for both of us because we are the same energetic body in, in two bodies um, in 3D, but, like, it was hard in the beginning. We were, like, why old soul type of children, you know, mm-hmm. sensitive, <laughs> intelligent, <laughs> and, like, it was hard. Thought and then too hard. We, we wrinkled our brain, we both wrinkled <laughs> our brains in our own respective unique patterns and but then we both just awoke to the fact that you can de-wrinkle your brain mm-hmm. and we de-wrinkled our brains and now I'm like why would I even think about the possibility of something terrible happening right because I have full faith that if some like I, I think that like if something happens I am able to handle it mm-hmm. I trust myself and I trust the universe and God enough to know that like I'm fine we're yeah we're all gonna be okay like look at us Ugh. we're fine yeah i've really like let go of the feeling of dread you right. know and i think that that's a big thing of depression is just like they're like oh what's what wrong what's wrong i don't know i just feel <laughs> dread dread for things to come that i don't want to do or that i can't do or that i might not do or whatever mm. and yeah instead we can feel joy I felt dread in that I felt like, you know, if I had lived into an average life span of 70, 80 something, it felt like a prison sentence to me. Exactly. It felt like I have to do what for the rest of my life? Live? Like it was just unbelievable to me. Like in the paradigm that I was living under when I was like depressed and just like messed up in my mind, like Mm -hmm. too wrinkle brain, I... Living like that is still a prison sentence to me. Like, if I had just continued to be that way, ooh, sounds like the shittiest thing ever. But turns out there's a get out of jail free <laughs> type of thing you can do is de-wrinkle your brain and and just live to live in the now. Right you know, now. as they say. I guess people have told me to do that forever, but I never really. It I felt unsafe for a it. while because you think like. <laughs> 
Well, if I live in the now and I don't pay attention to potential threats, then I'm yeah, going to lose track to of everything. Yeah, for success in the future. But, like, can you have faith in yourself that when you need to think about paying your bills, you will? And when you need to do this responsible thing, you will? And you won't just forget all of your responsibilities and like obligations in the world because you like you can still have a calendar you can still Mm -hmm. organize you can still plan but it just means that you don't make up stories in your brain to torture yourself about the future yeah like you you don't like you don't like imagine the debt collectors coming to your house and shooting you in the face (gasps) you know because like that's what a lot of people imagine debt feels like but debt can also be if you log into a certain app there's a number <laughs> that represents something, and but you can change really? that number because you can earn money and yeah. give it to the app. Someone, the number in and, another app will go up, and then you can. And then you'll just the transfer numbers. the numbers, and the apps will will just it'll. No one will come for you. <laughs> no one's coming. I don't know. Like, I had a lot of fears about that. But, like, it's really just a sense of dread, and it comes up in, like, different visualizations and ideas. Yeah, Whether it's money or, like, being afraid of being alone forever. (laughs) Yeah, I've given up the feeling in dread and the feeling of dread in that, like, I really have placed a loving boundary between like my brain and what I am truly able to control in the world mm-hmm. you know yeah and I don't allow myself or I try I try I'm sure we we all mess up sometimes but I try not to freak the fuck out <laughs> I was just telling my client earlier, uh, my coaching client, like, it's about choosing the chill. Mm-hmm. you got to choose the chill. If you Every time you're overwhelmed and you choose to just chill the fuck out, you get that much closer to all of your dreams coming true. It's just how it works. Like, that's science. Mm-hmm. You know? It's never something that you do in the 3D world. It's always... The time that you are about to get really upset at the grocery store from the long line and you just choose to relax. Yeah, like it's it's, it's all like right. that those are the moments that make the difference in life. Where do you where do you have to be? Where do you have to be? It's fine. It's right now. What what were you gonna do about it? <laughs> like what are you what are Just don't get angry. Matter? Why it's, are it's you okay. Get a little angry uh, if you want, you know, like release it. Get <laughs> let it move through your body. I think it's this is a big tip. It's like if you do get the sadness and the anger and everything, if you like really just feel it out and let it pass through you instead of getting stuck inside of you, your life will just improve so much. Yeah, like get out a good grumble. Get out of, like grumble about it. You know, make some sort of joke about it. Make it into a funny rant for your friends. Yeah. And then drop a great BS. And then that's it. Like. Then it's just a funny memory. It's yeah, a funny then it's story. right. And then now everything about the past is gone except for the blessings. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel anchored down by anything. Like, the past is not real. All, that it, all that's real is now. Our bodies are now. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, so then a very, a very cute thing happened to me today. Um, so I went to the mercantile and I, um, there was a box of like a dollar fifty records 
and so I was flipping through them and I found uh, Barbara Streisand's um, favorite Broadway numbers mm-hmm. <laughs> and which I was very excited about because first of all like my mom had always told me at some point I don't know why she would always say this story but it's definitely one that she told me several times during my childhood about how like Barbara Streisand had a voice so beautiful that she was told like that she should never sing for free um <laughs> Like, she just shouldn't give her voice away like that. Mm. You understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Voxer access. Voxer access. <laughs> um, this is just a free sample, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, get in. Get in now. We love you all. We love you so much. Um... All right, so she would tell me this, and I'd be like, well, Mom, I want to listen to Barbara Streisand. And we would go on YouTube, and there's no Barbara Streisand because she really does not give her voice away for free. (laughs) I could not. So my mom, this is a story my mom felt like she needed to tell me, like, maybe three or four times. I should. uh, So I have to tell her this story later. That'll make her happy. Um. But I had never heard, I feel like I didn't really hear Barbara Streisand's voice. Like, maybe I've heard one song or two. Like I was thinking that earlier, you were playing the record, and I was like, I don't think I even I really know what Barbara's I have never like. heard Barbara Streisand. I just knew that her voice was amazing. And, um, and I don't know, like, how actually um, locked down she was because the guy behind the counter at Mercantile actually, he was like, oh, well, you should watch the movie Funny Girl. And I was like, oh, movies of Barbara Streisand? Like, so I have to go on to Prime or something and locate that. But anyway. That's not for free either. Right, right? So I was listening to this record, first of all, which was making me smile so big because, um... A lot of the songs were my favorite songs, like Broadway numbers. They really, like, those are emotional songs, right? And then (laughs) one of the last tracks of Side A came on this tune that was the song that was in a music box that I had when I was a kid that I lost. A music box, a beautiful green music box I had. And I remember this tune, but it's a music box. There are no words. I could Ooh. not, you can't Google yeah. the song yeah. oh. <laughs> without the words. You can't fucking Shazam a lost object either. <laughs> <laughs> After Jesus told me that the things that remain from my past are only blessings and beauty, the song came back into my life. And it was just right there. And I was just really like, wow, there it is. I found it. Oh, that's wild. So that's the story. That's the, that concludes the first lobe of the story. Wow, there's another lobe. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but anyway, you. and so just hearing this 
hearing this uh, song, like, I hadn't thought about that music box in forever. And, like, I started to think about, like, a lot of other happy things <laughs> that I hadn't thought about in forever. And so that was another step in, like, the spring bloom that is my Aww. mind right now. Oh, so wasn't that fun? <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. I love that. I love that. <sighs> okay, next. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have a sip of water. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like I'm so jazzed right now. I feel like I have a lot of energy. That's good. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta. We're gonna go run around after this. I'm so excited. (gasps) Wow. I'm so excited to go to the lake. Ah. Uh, Oh, we could take an intermission here. Yeah. Can we take a little intermission? Yeah. And then we'll we can come back with the uh, evil horse story, perhaps as an intermission. As an oh. live from the booth we're not live but <laughs> right now we are <laughs> that's all that matters when i when you said it we were when i said it <laughs> now we are but not when you're listening whoa anyway um yeah it feels like really powerful to be in the booth because we have once again found a way to make the podcast easier which is always a good sign this is our our whole thing is like how do we make this extremely easy, and we had got it to be so easy before for episode three, and now we just made it. I didn't know it would get easier than that, but we were just like squirming around in our chairs like some ADHD children, <laughs> and we're just like, why can we upgrade the situation to have better seating? And then we were just like, what if we sat where it was comfortable? <laughs> Whoa, and then we did. I really have related to the idea of my brain being like a radio. Do you know the source for that? It's like your brain is like a radio and like then... a receiver of consciousness. Yeah. I don't know where that or like I don't know where exactly that idea originated from, but I heard it first from probably Seth. And, oh, probably from the book Bottoming Out the Universe by some Amersalem. I'm so sorry, I forgot. We'll put it it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) But that book was blowing my mind. And I was just thinking about it earlier because I had told Julia that that I was reading this book and it was by an Amersalem. And then she was, she thought I said Bottoming the Universe. (laughs) And she was like, is the author queer? And I'm like, I, I don't know how else to explain to you that that is not the title of this <laughs> book. Um, but anyway, yeah, okay, hi. <laughs> but yeah, I related to that idea a lot. And the um, I was considering the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Which I feel like was an idea that was never really explained to me. 
you know, like, back in my Minnesota era, we went to church, you know, because mm-hmm. I was in, like, a, I was in my lovely little church choir, oh. and, um, yeah, I never really understood, like, the Holy Spirit, and so I've really enjoyed, um, this book's, like, explanation of, like, there, there's God, and he's source, and then it's, like, Jesus is God become man, right? And then, so he's like the bridge to to communicate to us. And then the Holy Spirit is like the God that we hold in each of us. It's funny because like, I grew up literally asking every Christian to explain (laughs) to me the Holy Trinity and what the difference was between God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And nobody could explain it to me until I finally just... Heard it from Jesus himself in the course. And now, yeah, that's that's a simple explanation. But I think also, like, the, the Holy Spirit concept is, like, a lot for Christians to take. Because I don't think a lot of Christians see themselves as God. Mm-hmm. And, like, part of God. And see the Holy Spirit as themselves. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really see the Holy Spirit as the our higher, like, what Abraham referred to as the higher self. Mm-hmm. Like, the part of us that is God. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I don't think that it... It makes sense that you couldn't find anyone to explain it to you. I did... Like, I feel like I got a pretty good basic education as, like, someone who went to Sunday school enough to have communion. Like, that was the mm-hmm. only Christian level that I made it to. Yeah. Um, yes. But, like, I feel like I should have been taught the basics, and I don't really think that anyone really explained... Who the Holy Spirit was, I thought like maybe it was like the idea of like God watching over you because you know mm. it's a spirit. I don't, it was never explained, but so I've really I've enjoyed that part of the course. And then today I learned some more things or ideas of how to comprehend the Holy Spirit, and one of them was how we were talking um last week about like making space between what we know that we are perceiving to be true and what could actually be true Mm -hmm. so just like the understanding that there is things that we don't understand um and it reminded me of in messiah um i think this was in messiah when they were talking, oh yeah, when the guy was preaching about like the feeling of a storm coming over the mountains. So close, and didn't so you far have away. yeah? Didn't you have a download about that? Do you wanna? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because I loved that. It was just kind of like wow, that was a really good way to describe it. Like yeah, the feeling of God being like a storm that's coming so close yet so far away, mm-hmm. and it's like not that God is a storm necessarily, but like. The point being, God is so close and that we are God and like you, it's the thing that I feel like I know, you know, like Mm -hmm. everything that I know is like this deep knowing based on spirit and not based on just how my brain functions as molecules, you know, Mm -hmm. like I know that I am part of God and that like there is so much beyond and then God feels so far away at the same time because you can't 
quote unquote prove it. You can't mm-hmm. see it with your with your eyes and feel it with your fingers and then it feels far away because it's like, is it all even real? And you you really have to just trust your own knowing. And that's the hardest part, to trust your own knowing about something, mm-hmm. you know? And it helps when other people trust the same knowing. <laughs> but you can't get your validation from other people. But, like, once you learn to trust your own knowing, I feel like that's how you derangle well, your brain. Well, that's the difference between, like, that's the spirituality step. and, or, like, being spiritual yeah. and being, like, Christian or identifying mm-hmm. that way. Like, we don't really, we don't identify as Christian. Oh, no. <laughs> we identify Definitely. as spiritual. But I identify like as a our fan of New journeys. Age Jesus. Yeah. On our own journeys with God. Indeed. But, um, yeah, I was thinking about, like, the feeling of that closeness or the feeling of, like, the storm impending and just kind of, like, that way that it vibrates you, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're, like, this, just the sense of something greater, like, that is, like, the Holy Spirit. Like, the Holy Spirit is in the deep knowing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other part was, they said, the Holy Spirit is in when... I recognize, like, the God in me recognizes the God in you, recognizes Mm -hmm. the God in, like, every person. Yeah. And so that's come to my second limiting belief when I was very stressed out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And the feeling that, you know, I was just me in here. Mm -hmm. I was just me in here, and I was trapped in here, and this was the only here I was ever going to have. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, I felt so separate from other people. And, like, the idea of, like, when I die, like, I'm snuffed out and I only exist in here and therefore I'm capable of being snuffed out, mm-hmm. like, was a very stressful idea <laughs> mm-hmm. to consider. But now that I have learned, now that I've learned to release my ego a little bit, Mm-hmm. And to really like think about like me as not just me and not just like existing just as me here in this world, but just like as a piece of consciousness that has like been picked up by like this vessel mm-hmm. and just like the ability to recognize um, like that feeling of empathy that you share with any other human being. When you realize, like, we're all people in here. We're all people in here. (laughs) (laughs) We're all people in here. And when you allow yourself to, like, feel happily invested in, like, the lives of others and, like, form relationships or, um, like, even just be proud of humanity. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I've thought about how... I really think that we... Like, your successes are not just your own. Like, we, we've we been talking about how our ancestors would be so proud to see the lives that we're living. Yeah. You know? Like, we're like a wave of humanity and we're on the precipice of it right now. And oh, yeah. we get to take, like, look at all the amazing things that we have been able to achieve. Um, so, I think just being able to find happiness in other people's successes and to like see them as 
tied to your own success and signs of your yeah. own success and signs of the endless bounty flowing you can tap into at any moment um, has really allowed me to like put out some stabilizing roots in how I exist in this perceivable world <laughs> that we're hanging out in right now. That's beautiful. And, yeah. Well. Mm. Do you have anything? Let me just, like, sit with that for a second. Um, Like, it's just so much better to not just be me in here. It's nice to think that I'm, like, Mm -hmm. connected with these, um, like, aerial roots. (laughs) I guess I'm going to connect this also to this houseplant that I have that I was learning Mm. about yesterday that says that it, like, sends out aerial roots from the, like, stock, the main stock, to, like, kind of support the trunk, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, sends out its own, like, strings oh. to grab the earth and stabilize it, and that's how I feel about releasing my ego and learning to access the feeling of the Holy Spirit and, like, having the God in me and the what is eternal in me recognize what is eternal in you recognize what is eternal in every human being Mm -hmm. is a much more stable way for my consciousness to exist in this world yeah definitely like Like, those are my aerial (laughs) roots that are supporting my trunk now yeah i definitely identify with the whole idea of being like tethered Mm. To the 3D. Mm-hmm. And like before I felt very like if I just got unclipped, that's all, that's it. Like Yeah, I, I didn't have died. a lot I didn't have a lot tying yeah. me. But like, I mean, especially after watching that near death experience episode in whatever Netflix show that was surviving death, I think. Mm-hmm. Um like when I die I'm just gonna kind of float out and just hang out in the sky (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I think this is a great time to explain to our audience that me and you are you know probably a Mm. the same consciousness and two people are in alternate universe (laughs) (laughs) yeah we even I um say that we are the same consciousness or we're just the same person but we like split into two bodies because it's more fun to have a friend yeah we just wanted to laugh at ourselves (laughs) just like hang out like we're just such a fun energetic body that we couldn't just be in one person because then we'd be like lonely Mm -hmm. we needed to hang out and (laughs) (laughs) i really picture like our the power that we have as a duo as if you have like the like the power source the atom or whatever and you split it yeah then i picture like a rotating like a a circle going like through us and that's Uh the feedback loop the feedback loop that's created from separating us but keeping us close together and Uh, that connection and that feedback loop is our power like even i just from how hard and we affirm each other all the time (laughs) <laughs> like we both just committed to balling for the rest of our lives we're like, and we won't let each like, other that's right. let it go that's You're it right. like, <laughs> like, there's no other there's no doubts <laughs> there's no fears sometimes there are because we know we're humans but we're just supporting each other through it reminding 
each other who the fuck we are, you know? Thank God. Like, we have, and we just, we're just, like, very cool people, and, like, (laughs) very capable, and intelligent, and awesome. Yeah. So, you know, like, we're gonna be the world's first quadrillionaires, I am ready. (laughs) Like, we've already decided, like, why not us? We're the best people for it to be. Yeah. Especially with the entire revolution of our economy into where you can become a quadrillionaire by sharing actual value and improving the world instead of, like, exploiting workers and, like, yeah, yeah. using child labor. It's like a divine feminine, um, divine feminine revolution. revolution. Yeah. You don't have to grind. You can just provide value. You can just be your own damn magical self. Mm. And love that. make money. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> but so Eve and I were taking a lovely stroll um, through Chicago for a moonlight visit to Lake Michigan. And we were both wearing um, heeled boots. And so as we were walking together, we were just making this lovely clip-clopping sound. And since there's there's two of us, and we had four clip-clopping hooves. I forgot this was why she started talking about being a hooves. Yeah, I knew I I had it to say. I knew I had to set the scene. We were talking about how it was like we were one horse. Like, well, definitely in some other timeline or dimension, we are a horse. And the the same horse. Just one horse. (laughs) One horse. And we talked a bit about, like, how would the legs be split up? Like, would we be, like, in front and in back or side by side? And I think we decided that it would just kind of flow through. Kind of like a Schrodinger's cat situation, (laughs) like, both at the same time. All horses are evil, but not all horses get the opportunity to be evil. (laughs) And we will certainly have the opportunity to be evil. Eve really believes that all horses are evil, but (laughs) but she doesn't hate the horses for being evil. I love them for being, I love that for them. (laughs) They can be evil. Horses manifested onto this planet to be evil. (laughs) And when you don't let a horse be evil, (laughs) that's when it... You know, I can't even go there right now. <laughs> don't, I don't even know what happens when you don't let a horse be evil. Um, because I've never kept a horse from being evil on my own. Um, <laughs> on my own, you know. But I love that we're a crazy evil horse. Yeah, we're, we're so we're an evil horse. The same horse. Just one, just one evil horse. I gotta keep clarifying. (laughs) I need you to understand. Guys, I need you to understand. We are one horse. Did I I say it enough? Two people, one horse. Take notes. (laughs) Two girls, one horse. Um, uh, 
and therefore, like, that's how we're powerful in that alternate um, universe. And I love that for us because we just get to run around and be evil and ransack villages. Exactly. That's what we do like, as a I horse. want to demolish <laughs> a town. When I kick something. I want to run through a <laughs> hospital like in that John Mulaney <laughs> comedy thing. <laughs> it's it's our ransack villages wreaking havoc spreading from town to town they'll like warn them they'll light the um you know the like paul revere style light the lanterns to signal to the other villages with the horse guys the horse the horse, the horse is, horse is on its way <laughs> the evil horse is coming god is like an evil horse so close <laughs> so far away Oh, I love that. Oh, amazing. Good. 